The Grower Calling, Canada's go-to horticulture podcast. This Digging Deeper podcast has been sponsored by Cohort Wholesale. Prince Edward Island potato growers are so angry that they have just staged a truck convoy in downtown Charlottetown. It's because the Canadian Food Inspection Agency closed the border in November 2021 to exports of seed and fresh potatoes to the United States. And that's after finding potato wart in two fields. Since the closure, it's been a very difficult situation to understand because these fields were already under surveillance and no potatoes from these fields were destined for the U.S. I'm Karen Davidson, editor of The Grower. Today I'm talking to John Visser. He's a potato grower and chair of the Prince Edward Island Potato Board. Hi, this is John here. So pleased to uh, to have you with us today. John, there's been a long-term management plan for potato work that's been guided by both the United States and Canada. What happened in the fall of 2021 that changed the confidence of the Americans? Uh, even even though there were detections in fields related to uh, previous detections, it was not communicated by CFIA to the USDA that the situation was under control. We don't understand why. Like it's it's the plan was there. It was a good plan. It's worked for the last 20 years. So what's different? Um, I guess that's one of the problems that the PI industry has. We don't understand. Hmm. Well, the the Prince Edward Island um, Premier and a whole delegation went to Washington on December the 16th, just a few days ago. Did that delegation learn anything more specific about why the soil sampling and the testing isn't passing the grade? Were there any surprises in those meetings? I don't think there was any surprises at these meetings. They had good meetings. They were, for the most part, they were positive meetings. Um, They were well received. But I I think the majority of people that are saying the soil sampling and testing isn't passing the grade are people who do not understand the management plan. You know, we should also draw comparisons with the PCN testing, which is primarily soil testing. And... uh, Our management plan, which is a good plan for potato wart, involves soil testing and visual surveillance, and we have a lot of data for both of them. Over the past 20 years, there has never been anything shipped off the island to markets in the United States, in foreign markets, that should not have been shipped. So, you know, the management plan that was put in place by CFIA and the USDA works and works well. Maybe we should add at this point is that uh, these two fields uh, where uh, positives were found for spores of this fungus, I understand it's probably less than an acre. Can you can you describe a bit more detail? To the best of my knowledge, uh, one part was was oh about twenty feet by twenty feet, which they found a couple potatoes. And another one was a little bit bigger than that, but not very much. And there was only a handful of potatoes also. So it's it's not the widespread wart issue that CFIA has led the U.S. to believe. Tell me a little bit more about the uh, about what those communications were between CFIA and USDA. You say that they've that they've uh, perhaps not uh, been as clear as they might be in terms of describing the situation. 
Well, we have no idea of what the what the what the chats were between the two of them, but I guess we're looking at what the what what happened after they started talking. So we're assuming that that, and and we're hearing that from from people in the United States, also the buyers and and people who who have some knowledge on what's going on. The message was not a good message that was sent. It's one of of you know like that they feel it's out of control, and it's certainly not out of control. And what kind of data would uh, lead uh, CFIA to uh, come to that conclusion? I guess you'll have to phone up CFIA. And tell me a little bit more about the uh, working group that's been put together. I know that um, your general manager, Greg Donald, is a co-chair of that uh, group. And uh, tell me a little bit more about um, what uh, kinds of data the um, Americans are looking for to, um, to help resolve this issue. That working group got a new co-chair today, which is Fred Gorrell. He got pulled out of retirement, and uh, we're looking forward to working with him. Hopefully, this will start moving a little bit faster than it has before. I understand that Fred Gorrell, in fact, well, I guess I met him uh, briefly at uh, meetings in Ottawa with the Canadian Horticultural Council, but he was a former assistant deputy minister for Agriculture Canada, yeah. and he's had a lot of experience with uh, market access. So uh, that's a piece of good news that uh, he's now on the file. Well, maybe he'll help cut through some of the BS and let's get things rolling there. Because, you know, if you let, like, what seems to be going on is the technical people are talking and and one technical side keeps asking for more data and uh, the information just, and it just takes time to get all this stuff going on. So is it really what they need or is this a trade issue and they're just stalling? It's in the management plan and it works. Washed and sprout nip potatoes are safe. They're safe for Canadians to eat. They're safe to send all around the world, but not to the United States right now because of whatever. You know, that's just that's just a trade trade issue and not a technical issue. That's not science. We learned uh, quite recently, I guess in the last uh, couple of days, that uh, the Canadian Food Inspection Agency has said that it will likely take, well, it could be up to a year before they get through all of the soil sampling and testing. Um, have you heard this, that same announcement, and uh, what is your response to it? I could say the same thing that I said on CBC last night. That's just a bunch of BS. It could be done a lot quicker than that if the will was there. If they can't get it through the lab, well, there's a backup lab, I believe, in Ottawa. Let's get it rolling. If there's other issues, let's address them and get on with it. We need somebody to have our back. We need somebody to stand up for us, and that's not happening. Well, uh, as we speak, or just a few hours ago, the Honourable uh, Marie-Claude Bibot announced $28 million to help divert Prince Edward Island potatoes to food banks and to help destroy some of the surplus potatoes. How has that announcement been received by your growers? Um, most growers felt it was a great first step, but it's only a first step. Um, we heard some more details today of that $28 million dollars, which sounds like a lot of money, and we're not ungrateful, um, but of that $3 million is for food banks, so that's to take food, potatoes, and to, I, I'm assuming, I'm making a little bit of an assumption here, so $3 million with food banks, that would be trucking, the bagging, the grading, and move them off, so then there's uh, a couple million dollars for agri marketing, we're not quite sure what that means, and there's $2 million, $2 million for a long-term management plan. So that leaves $21 million. So it's roughly, we've, we've got about 5 million hundredweight extra on PEI. 
that has no home because of this uh, quarantine act and this embargo, whatever you want to call it there. So when you do the math on that, that's somewhere around four and a half cents. So that four and a half cents is going to anger farmers. That's an insult. Um, that's also going to set the floor price on on what PEI potatoes are worth. So, you know, farmers are not going to want to ship for that. So they're going to have to, they're going to try to go somewhere else that they can get a little more money. That pays about $1,500 an acre, $1,400 an acre. Where's the other $2,000 an acre going to come from? And if you could uh, describe some of the conversations you've had with uh, growers in other Canadian provinces, uh, we all know that this is not just a PEI issue, but a national issue. What uh, conversations have you been having with, with growers in New Brunswick or Quebec or Ontario? Well, we're we're doing our best to get through this. We don't want to uh, diversely affect their markets, but the reality is, unfortunately, you know, if if this program, if that's the only money coming from Ottawa, it's it's going to have a a negative effect on the marketplace. It's very unfortunate, but these potatoes are extra on the market. We've lost four big weeks of the market, four and a half now marketing season. So you know something has to happen to these potatoes. And John, what would the value be of of those lost sales since uh, the border closed? What what is your estimate? Our market to the states is worth about 120 million dollars. So. And then you got your spin-offs from that. Like it's it's devastating for the farms, the island economy, the farm workers, you know, the trucking industry, everybody. It's it's a it's a major blow. Now we know that uh, the Canadian Food Inspection Agency has um, put on the record that it could be 2023 before all of this testing is done to the satisfaction of the U.S. Given that forecast, what are the prospects for you and your fellow growers in uh, 2022? That's a good question. Um, I don't. I honestly don't know the prospects for it. It's it's going to be, it's it's devastating. If this doesn't cl- get cleared up soon, uh, some far- farmers, a lot of farmers are going to have to make some very hard choices on what goes on. And of course, what we're talking about is uh, spring planting for 2022. Yep. What do you plant? What do you uh, you know? Um, don't know. It's uh, that those conversations will are, are probably happening in farm homes and they're going to carry on. But a lot of people, maybe naively, are hoping that some common sense will start prevailing and get this thing settled quick. But uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's very, very discouraging. Well, thank you so much for uh, lending some time today. We know it's a very difficult time for you and for Prince Edward Island growers and, and in fact, uh, your whole economy. So I know that it's a tough conversation to have um, uh, near the end of the year, but I want to wish you all the best and uh, fortitude for all the conversations ahead. All right, thanks. Thanks.